I actually hope we get a sponsor sponsorship from Zoom. I think that'd be cool. Oh, we should. Surely we're we're in talks. Surely. <laughs> Yo, yo, yo. What's good, Addicts Gang? It's Frank here. I'm joined by Charlene and Andrew for our very next episode, going through our must-draft quarterbacks for 2023 redraft fantasy football. Um, I know who I'm going to take. Charlene, Andrew, they've got their hot takes. I'm um, seeing who, you know, who's presenting value in your fantasy drafts. Um, someone that we're all in, players that we want to make sure that we're leaving our fantasy drafts with. Um, and we're making sure that the listeners know exactly who they should be targeting as well. Charlene, how you doing, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks uh, for asking. Great, uh, great evening we have upon us. Um, I'm very excited to get into these uh, these QBs. It's going to be an uh, exciting time when um, when we all go through who our favourites are. I'm going to assume they're all the best. Um, Andrew, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm well. Thanks for asking, Charlene. Um, yeah, quarterbacks, sneaky, important position for um, redraft fantasy football. You know, I've noticed um, the quote-unquote professionals that give advice, um, they always say late-round quarterback is the move, but um, I'm not sure it is. Because you remember Dan, Dano, who would just take Tom Brady at, like, pick four, like something fucking ridiculous. But he'd always win, like, six games just because he had Tom Brady. So it's, I think it's like sneaky important just to have that awesome yeah, quarterback. I, I tend to agree, Andrew. I think I for a long time sort of start out and there's obviously the main sort of strategies going around and a lot of professionals, um, we say professionals in quotation marks, we like to call ourselves professionals, um, say, you know, take quarterback late, you know, it doesn't make that much of a difference. There's lots of quarterbacks, which is also, which is true. Then when you look at it from the perspective of a lot of fantasy leagues, they're obviously your very standard single quarterback. Yeah, it might even be a start seven or a start eight max. Um, so that quarterback position and having a good one takes up a significant percentage of the number of points your team's getting. So if you can get an edge at quarterback or a beast, at least be you know in that elite tier, it definitely can make a difference as opposed to you know you're rolling out a Jimmy Garoppolo, or you're trying to you're trying to you know run the waiver wire, and you see Ryan Tannehill's playing against a bad defense this week, and just have not having to deal with that, not having to roster two quarterbacks as well, only need to pick them up during a bye week. Um, that's can be incredibly valuable for your fantasy team. So definitely want to don't want to ignore the quarterback position entirely. Um, before we do get stuck in, make sure you, the listeners are following the podcast on the Twitters at the FB Addicts and on the Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts as well. Who would like to kick us off with their quarterback? I kicked us off last time, so um, you know. It's, let's share the love. Yeah, I mean, um, you introduced me second, so let me jump in and go with my favorite QB in this year's draft. Um, I don't care if he's the QB four, the QB three off the board, the QB five, the QB six. I have so much uh, faith in Lamar Jackson. 
Um, I know he hasn't been healthy for the last two seasons. He's only played like half of each season, especially last year. It was it was it was quite a mess. Uh, but um, they've they're finally for the first time in his career actually put weapons around this man. Uh, apart from Mark Andrews, uh, with the additions that they've had in the off season for Lamar, not like not even mentioning that he's just got a huge uh extension to stay with the the team. Uh, they brought in Odell Beckham Jr. They've drafted Zay Flowers. They they should be getting um you know Rashad Bateman back. He's uh he's he, he's jumped on the pup again, which is unfortunate. But um and then you, you obviously you got Mark Andrews. Um, which is you know he's he's the man already. Uh, I I just think that what these players provide for for Lamar that he didn't have before, with the such an high upside. Uh, sorry, such a high floor with his his rushing ability to be able to have all these pass pass catching options. Uh, that he's never had in his career. It's it's really exciting. Like um. I'm a bit of a biased man because, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. is my boy. But I, I honestly think that that addition, just from the name itself, is just going to elevate this offense um, to to where Lamar hasn't, hasn't been before. Like what, way back when he finished as the QB1 um, and on his MVP year, uh, he, he only had – he had a rookie Hollywood Brown – and then he had um he had Mark Andrews who had had his you know breakout year as well. Now it, so you know that that the pass um you know that the sorry the uh the capability of the the high upside uh part of his game for when he passes the ball is it, it it's there. But now you have the weapons. Like I'm so excited to see what he can do with it. Um. What do you guys think? Yeah, I definitely think um, it sort of goes on from what I'd mentioned in the last episode regarding, um, you know, Joe Burrow being a potential, not bust, but someone that I'd rather, you know, I'd rather take someone like Lamar Jackson because, like you said, the rushing upside is going to be there. You know, we he's pretty much predict that he's going to rush for a 1,000 yards um, if he's healthy for the entire season. And then the weapons they have put around him, it's definitely the best supporting cast he's had. And it's probably, it's not even close to be honest. You mentioned a rookie Hollywood Brown. You remember when he was throwing the ball to Willie Sneed as well that season? So like the guys he was throwing to just do not compare to Odell Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers, even Rashad Bateman, if he can stay healthy. And Mark Andrews is just as good as ever. Um, I think he's set up to be, you know, have a really, really strong season and challenge for the quarterback one. We've seen him do it before. Um, there's no reason why he can't do it again. Yeah, nothing to add on Lamar. Big, big Lamar fan. Um, I'll jump in. My player is similar to Lamar Jackson. Um, same type of quarterback. Same people like to throw the same negatives towards this quarterback. It is Justin Fields going off the board at fifty overall, according to Underdog ADP as the quarterback. Uh, let me just quickly have a squiz. Quarterback six. Um, honestly, I think that's his floor. He could go to the absolute moon. Um, I'll just do the real lazy analysis of Josh Allen was criticized. Bring over Stefan Diggs. He's great. Jalen Hurts criticized. Bring over AJ Brown. He's awesome. Justin Fields. Can he throw the ball? They bring DJ Moore. 
Um, obviously, DJ Moore isn't as talented as those guys, but um, it's just going to help him so much. Like, I mean, dude was throwing the ball to Darnell Mooney, um, Aquinius St. Brown, uh, my boy Velas Jones. Shout out Velas, man. Um, <laughs> like, just DJ Moore is, like, say what you want about him being a fantasy football asset. He's actually really good real-life receiver. Um, I think both those players can improve and bounce off each other. And, I mean, Fields just has ridiculous rushing upside, like games of 80-plus yards, 178 yards on the ground one time, 147, 132, 95 yards on the ground. Um, and one of the, in one of those games against Philly, he ran, like, the entire way. I was obviously watching because it's a Philly game. And the stupid, like, holding or some shit, and it got called back. But, like, he's just a crazy weapon. Um, You know, games of 40-plus, just wins, wins you the week. Um, Crazy upside with Justin Fields. And, yeah, I love him this year. I don't have anything more to say. Draft him and be happy with what he gives you. Um, You two think Fields is good, or you just think he's a fantasy football, you know, one-year wonder kind of thing? No, I think he's a I think he's a great pick, Andrew. I think, like you said, his floor is incredibly high because of that rushing upside. But then he just has game breaking um upside to week. Like he's not some like I don't think he's gonna be someone like average twenty five to thirty points per game. But he does that consistently every week, regardless of the opponent. Bad defense, bad matchup, good matchup. It doesn't matter. He's gonna put up massive points. But we saw it last year with Justin Fields where he was going to give you 20 points because he's going to rush for 75 yards and maybe put one in on the ground and, you know, maybe possibly throw for a touchdown, whatever it might be. But then the next week, he's going to give you 45, 50 points and then win you the week straight off, you know, off his own legs. Um, So definitely someone that's going to be incredibly value in fantasy lineups this season. Yeah, I don't have uh, much to add with Justin Fields. I'm definitely, definitely a believer in him. I honestly thought he was... Uh, you know, when he got drafted and, you know, you're trying to pick over um, if it's him or Lance, you know, who's, who's going to be the, the better quarterback in this draft class, even with, you know, uh, T-Law there. Um, I thought that he was more on the, the reason he'd be a better prospect than them because of how accurate I thought, you know, of a passer of the football that he was. Um, I just honestly don't think he's had the chance to be able to to show it and to have such a big, um, big name come to the offense. You know, he's not, he's like, like you said, Andrew, he, I, I don't think he's on the same scale as AJ Brown or, or Stefan Diggs, but they were kind of, they're definitely in both same, similar situations. So if DJ Moore has a huge, you know, jump and he becomes, you know, a top 10 wide receiver, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised by it. Um, so I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to what what he does this year, because uh, I know he's going to run and I know he's going to have that 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 high floor. I just want to see how 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 well he does with with this new weapon. He's gonna, you know, he he gets another year from his tight end, and he also gets uh Darnell Mooney back. You know, Darnell Mooney, even though you said you know how bad of a, uh, you know, using him as a you know, bad wide receiver one, he hardly played. He was injured for a majority of the year. So if if he's fully healthy, you got Chase Clay pull there, you know, he's he's there. Um, but those guys aren't ones. 
and I think they're going to flourish with a one next to them. Uh, so I'm 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 excited to see, you know, how how well Fields can do this year. Yeah, hundred percent, Charlie. I'm gonna I'm gonna get stuck into my um, you know, must draft quarterback or someone I'm really liking um in fantasy drafts this season. And I just want you just to sort of use your imagination just for a little bit and just imagine that there was a quarterback um who spent all of last year being nothing but dominant, finishes the quarterback five um in fantasy. Um all they do is what happens in the off season is they give him a nice big extension, um, keep him with the team for the next three years. And then they go and select a wide receiver um, in the first round of the NFL draft that his own college teammates who, you know, arrived into the NFL year prior, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, you know what they say about this wide receiver coming into the NFL? They say he's even better than them. And they said it wasn't even close. And you go on and added him to a wide receiver core that already had DK Metcalf, that already had Tyler Lockett, that already had a good running back in Kenneth Walker, whose offensive line had improved under this quarterback as well. And then they go and add another running back in the second round who does have pass catching chops that their running back last year didn't have. And if you haven't figured out already, it is Geno Smith, who's currently going off the board as the quarterback 15. So for whatever reason, he finishes the quarterback five, they had the best weapon in the entire NFL draft who his own teammates who are in the NFL believe is better than them. And then now you're going 10, pick, 10 quarterbacks later in drafts. I understand that there's guys that have pedigree, um, you know, that have rush, even rushing upside, that have, you know, pedigree. They've done it before. You've got quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, even Russell Wilson sort of sneaking up into that same range as well. I get that they've done it before. But if you just look at the situation and what you're going to be seeing from Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks this season, I think it's a no-brainer. If you're going to, you know, if you're not someone who wants to take Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes or Justin Fields, or you want to take these quarterbacks inside the first five or six rounds, you feel like you're getting a good value on a wide receiver or running back in that range, or even one of those elite tight ends, you can then follow it up and get Geno Smith. He has top five upside. He did it last year. Um, I don't think there's, you know, there's no real red flags around Geno Smith. I think there's no reason to think that he's not going to perform um, as well, if not better than he did last year. So give me Geno Smith at his price tag um, all day, every day, twice on Sunday. Oh, there you go. I completely agree with all your takes on on the man Geno Smith. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge believer in him. I love the season that he had last year. And uh, to to already have such great weapons and then for them to just add even more, like, you know, I was just talking about Lamar Jackson and how, how well they've done in their off season, how many weapons they've brought to his offense that they didn't have before. Like this is even more so like they already had DK and uh, Tyler Lockett. Now you that, that then they went out and added more pieces around him. So um, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see, you know, how, how well he, he does on this um you know second year i don't think he's like a one-year wonder type of player i do think that he is actually actually you know had a breakout season and i, I think he's going to be good again yeah shalom you don't know something as well they wrote yeah. him off <laughs> they wrote him off being right back though <laughs> i love it uh we ended the pod last um last pod with 
Russell Wilson chat, and uh, Gino is just ten times better than Russell Wilson. I just want to throw that in there. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. Don't you worry. We'll we will see by the end of this season. You'll know whether there are. Uh... <laughs> Russell Wilson's a thing or not. We'll be paying him for the next five years, but he won't be. If he's poor this year, he won't be the quarterback next year. You want a Geno versus Russ bet? No, I, I don't. <laughs> oh, damn. I will not go near it. Um, yeah, we said it all, fellas. I just want to leave with uh, the listeners with, you know, I think if you can leave your drafts with one of Hertz, Allen, Fields, Lamar, Herbert, Deshaun Watson, and if you miss on them, Grabbing Gino, I think they're the quarterbacks I want to target. Um, uh, do you two agree with that, or um, you don't like Deshaun? Like, where do you sit? I'm pretty sure you both agree with Fields, Herbert, and Lamar being really big targets for us in in drafts. Yeah, I think he, Deshaun can sneak his way in there. I'm not gonna not gonna be upset. He does have a you know a good receiving core around him, and you know if he can get back to what he done what he done previously, then he's gonna be a value as well. Um, but yeah, I'm a, like I'm avoiding Danny Dimes. I'm avoiding Dak Prescott. You know, I'm, in a redraft league, I'm probably avoiding Tua. Someone who's got him in Dimes, and I think he's you know been good value there. You know, someone that's you know is probably gonna finish around that like quarterback ten range. Um, but when I can get Geno Smith later, you know, I'd rather have Geno Smith than, you know, Aaron Rodgers, to be honest, which sounds crazy. Like in real life, we know that Aaron Rodgers is better, but just the situations that they're in, I think, you know, that he's presenting the best value just because he's not a big name. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, um, Andrew, you. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Everyone there. Al. Um, must draft quarterback list. We will be back next time with uh, we'll be hitting running backs next, I think, fellas. So um, yeah, we'll have to get together and uh, the awful, awful running back position. I can't wait. But thanks again. Quarterbacks are done and dusted. Listeners know who to draft and who to avoid. Make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter at the FB Addicts, Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. Give us a five star rating if you enjoyed, and follow us on Spotify so you can. Um, dominate your upcoming drafts. Frank Shalliam, thanks again. Any last comments? No, thank you, Andrew. It's a pleasure to be in your presence. Very pack go. Mm-hmm.